It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Postcast, David Locke along with Ron Boone. The Utah Jazz grind one in the grindhouse. We'll talk about the physical play, the dominating performance from Rudy Gobert, why Donovan Mitchell could not get going, and resiliency from Dante Exum. That's all coming up next on Postcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's edition of Postcast is brought to you by the store, 6200 South, 20 of these, the Destel turkeys are all available for you. Now you can make your orders now for your holiday turkeys at the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Matt Moon opens up our live Facebook, which you can get at Lockdown Sports on Facebook with, can you introduce me to Joe Ingles, which leads me, he always does this, it's there every day. Why would you want to meet Joe Ingles right now? If you did not see this, Joe Ingles ended up with blood coming down his face in a pretty grotesque manner. Then they had to call a timeout because they couldn't get it stopped bleeding. And instead of getting Joe a stitches, because Joe's a trooper, because he's really an Australian rules football player that's playing basketball, they just took tape and taped it all across so Rudy, so that Joe Ingles played the final four minutes of tonight's game with medical tape headband and led the Jazz to a win. Looked like a Halloween costume, maybe. It did. Yeah. This is like the the... Legend of Joe Ingles has gone to new levels. Well, only Joe could pull this off, though. I mean, uh, you think of anyone else that would no. dress up like that? You know? No. No. But, no. And what, he come back to play well, got a couple of free throws. As a matter of fact, he went to the free throw line twice, knocked down a three. So his decision was right on because the Jazz needed him, that's for sure. And when Rudy Gobert was asked about it post-game, he said it was hard to stay focused. All right. And he was glad it was at the end of the game. Right. So this game was a just a grinder. It was 20-16 to 16 at the end of one. Jazz trailed 43-40 at the half. Rudy Gobert left with 7.57 left in the first, second quarter with foul trouble. Jazz led by five at the end of three on a nice surge when they scored 34 points in the third quarter, led by Dante, and then closed it out for the 96-88 win, and the 96 number was a number we never thought we'd get to tonight. What was your feeling of this game? Well, it, the feeling was I'm watching the, the game plans, and we knew that the Grizzlies wanted to take away the wings. Uh, they did a pretty good job really jumping ball side, forcing the Jazz back to the middle of the floor, uh, but whenever the Jazz were able to speed it up just a little bit and, and then break that down, got into what they call the blender, then that's when the Jazz started to, to get the kind of shots that they want offensively. Defensively, you know, 
it, it is what it is. I mean, that's exactly what we are expecting, just a grind-out game. This is a really tough matchup for the Jazz. Ricky Rubio has never played well against Mike Conley. His first half the other night against Conley was one of the few good halves he's ever had. Rudy doesn't get shots against these guys. He took two shots in the first half of the first game, one shot in the first half of the second game, and zero shots in this, this half. And Donovan has not played well against these guys because every time Donovan drives, he runs into Marcus Hull. Yeah, and that is even around the 15, around the free throw line, around the 15-foot range. So he doesn't get much spacing there as well. And then once he got into the paint, uh, it was it was crowded there as well. So he did not have any comfortable shots. I mean, there was a few that he was able to force and, and, and try to get off, but awfully difficult for him to get all the way to the basket. So, you know, I think this is one of those games where he'll, he'll learn from. Uh, he'll watch films and, and recognize, okay, uh, that was like two or three dribbles too much, too many, and, and I need to take this type of shot offensively. Donovan has struggled. If you look at the notorious big dropping big teams, so Philadelphia, Portland, Memphis, Miami, Toronto are the five teams that drop the big most dramatically. Donovan's shooting percentage is not good against those five opponents in his young career. Three of 14 tonight. You just started to get into it. Take me more into how universally he needs to attack a team like well, that. Well, once you beat your man, I mean, and now you start looking at what's at, what's in front of you and how far you can go uh, to, to, um, to get to the rim. It's clogged. I mean, it's too many people there. That little mid-range 12-footer, 8-footer, uh, without challenging big guys, is what's going to be open there for him. And, and once you learn how to, you know, to to, to, to look at film and, and see that and get it done. And another thing I'd like to see done there as well, is, and I mentioned it during the air, is, is when you come off that screen real hard, Conley's chasing from the backside. Conley does it. Just pull up. Let him run up, to, up your back. I mean, that will slow that defender down a little bit knowing that there's a possibility that that's going to happen, and then he can, you know, do some other things. Donovan learns quickly, and, and I'm sure that game four against these guys, we might see a little bit better effort. Well, Dante Exum wins the resiliency award tonight. He, Rubio got in foul trouble. Dante came in. Dante uh, had not played well the night before or in a game before in Boston, got pulled in that game. Had a decent, did not have a very good first half tonight, actually. I think he played eight minutes, had no, didn't make any shots. Uh, came in, made a play or two, then drove to the basket and threw a pass back out with no intention of any idea where it was going. Basically, it was an outlet pass for a fast break the other way. Jazz went down six. Quinn called a timeout. I wondered whether we were going to see Dante again after that play. And instead, Dante came back and made three straight plays that really sparked the Jazz' entire offensive surge in the second half. Now, that didn't just benefit Dante. I mean, Quinn. That benefited Dante because Dante, okay, I made some mistakes. I got chewed out. He put me back in, and then I was able to make some plays. He just What he's saying is that he has confidence in me to do just that. And so uh, I think it probably helped both, both parties, more so Dante, because – you know, he could easily have gone into the tank and start, start sulking over there on the bench, and, and then when you do that, you're no good. Well, he got through it, so that was awfully nice. The real story of the night is the brilliance of Rudy Gobert. Ru Rudy Gobert dominates this game. The Jazz are plus 15, I think. I'll have to check the final number. Oh, I just moved the camera. Yeah, plus 15 tonight when he, he was on the floor. He, late in the game, was completely dominant in what he was able to do as he – uh, finally got shots at the rim, but they were just – he willed it. He more than got, like, lobs or anything. He willed himself into the game, finished the night with another double-double. He had 15 points, 16 rebounds, two assists, 
three block shots and a plus 15 tonight. You know, what was so special about that is he sit out. How many minutes did he sit out that first 747. half? 7.47. Yeah, he ended up playing 32 minutes. So he played quite a few minutes there in that second half, and, and it really made a difference defensively, uh, giving the Jazz up, you know, that – what in that second half they were in the fourth quarter they outscored them 22 to 19 34 to 26 there in the third quarter so the second half belonged to Rudy Gobert and that's as difficult a matchup as he has in Marcus Hall it, it really is and and I'm gonna have to ask him I wanted to ask him why you were about does he feel Casol on his legs and on his body that keeps him from elevating to get you know to get jump shots because I mean not jump shots rebounds because that's what what Casol does I mean he's not a leaper we've said this many many times he's a guy that just clogs it up and puts a body on you and you know lots of times he's rebounding without even jumping because he keeps you from I mean he's just a smart player obviously and 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 that's the reason he was defensive player of the year. Um, that was a lot better question than anything that I asked Rudy. So you should have asked that if I hadn't had the text telling me that we had to wrap it up. I would uh -huh. have. You should. So next time, would you just be a little more forceful and just tell me to shut up and ask a question? Uh, I'll do that, David. All right. That is Postcast <laughs> brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. We'll see you from Dallas. The Jazz win over Memphis tonight, 96-88. to 88. Have a great one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.